Hello and welcome to The Projector Playground, a space created by and for projectors in the human design system. In this podcast, we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens, what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others, and how learning, playing, and resting are our signature tickets to success. I am your host, Eliana Miranda, and I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Hello and welcome back to season three of The Projector Playground. It is such an honor to be weaving this space with you. I am Eliana Miranda. I'm the creator, the co-creator, I should say, of this space, as I do believe all of us here that are listening today are the receptacles to receive these messages. If you've been in the Projector Playground realm before, you will have noticed that each season has a different theme. And maybe it doesn't necessarily come off as a different theme to you. Potentially, you don't notice anything different at all. But I have myself been approaching these seasons with different intentions, different flavors, different qualities. And I am hoping that through the grounding of this space, being able to share with you where I'm coming from and how I'm speaking to you and where this knowledge is being derived from that we can kind of invoke the energies of these seasons to be in resonance with the seasons of change within us too. So I'm coming at you today. I set myself up in a beautiful forest right near a river. And so you might be hearing some loud breezes, potentially even some animal sounds. You know, if people walk by, there are trails nearby. So you might be able to hear some other folks too. But I wanted to bring us here to the river, to the forest, to the trees, to the greenery, because I want to imbibe season three with this energy, with this grounded frequency, with the energies of the river and the guides of the river and the magic of the river and I don't bring us here lightly I bring us here with really clear intentions as some of you that have been in spaces with me over the last couple of months know the river has been a great teacher for me a great healer a great guide and my offerings to the river have offered up a vision for me to share with fellow projectors about the invitation and why we study systems like human design and how that connects us with our greater path and purpose. So that transmission I've actually woven into a an offering, a projector magic class, one where I took some of the strings, the threads of human design, and I wove a really spiritual tapestry and transmission to be shared with projectors. So I can guarantee it is not something that you'll find in any other human design offering because it's something that I channeled through. It's something that the guides channeled through for all of us. It is connected to some of the ancient magic practices and teachings from my lineage. I really did sit down and intend to channel in something that would be really, really supportive for projectors at this time, and not just supportive from a human design lens, but supportive from a spiritual lens, from a spiritual human lens, from a spiritual multidimensional soul lens. And I know that that's not traditional human design. You know, one of the things that Ra Uruhu says about human design is that one of its qualities, one of its benefits is that it's not religious. It's not spiritual. It doesn't 
require a, you know, religious dogma in order to partake in it or a connection to God in order to start your experiment. And I think that's beautiful because we need that access point for a lot of people that are entering into their design and learning about their soul blueprint that maybe haven't accessed the spiritual realms um, either through this system or on their own. But those of you that are here listening to this podcast, those of you that have been attracted into this space and excited about what's being shared here, about what we're talking about here, um, you know that we approach things in the projector playground and in the projector focus groups and the seer circles and seer sessions. All of those offerings are grounded in spirituality. They are transmitted through a spiritual lens and they are really invoked and enlivened by the magic practices that I do outside of human design. <clears throat> so for those of you that are new here, let me just welcome you into this space. The Projector Playground is a really fun and playful way for us projectors to receive messages from our guides, to learn about the projector experiment and what our energy type is here to offer into the world. Hopefully it is a invitation for greater success and greater permission to imbue your life with more of the qualities of your projector essence in a way that feels really organic and innate to you and real and authentic for who you are and your being and where you're at on your journey. And it's a space where we can explore some of the psychedelic realms of this conversation. So I was feeling kind of called to change the name of the podcast for season two to the psychedelic playgrounds because I know that what I want to talk about on this season and probably moving forward is going to take us even further out of the traditional human design realms and even more into the spiritual conversations around this and of course using and working with the language of human design and the beautiful um, way that human design is able to describe energy and to talk about the unseen and communicate things that are maybe not uh, that haven't been translated in human language before um, but I want to go even further and I want to talk about even more of what's here and I think you know it's important that we do this because there's other podcasts out there that are for projectors and very traditionally connected to um, the the original teachings of human design you know there's plenty of resources out there for you to go and explore your projector play from other teachers that have studied with who or studied with his um, disciples you know the people that he taught those that are following in his pathways there's a lot of that out there and that's that's not what this is that's not the space that I'm going to cultivate I'm not um, ever claiming to be an HD coach or an HD reader or an HD guide I weave human design into seer sessions I weave human design into my seership into my spiritual practice into the discovery of the soul blueprint right like going back to the source of where you came right the only thing we really knew when we came into this world is our birthday right time location and where we were born of course some don't have access to that information either but if you're here you likely do um, and we look at the soul blueprint from this way to be like these were the facts before the conditioning began right before um we were integrated into society before we learned how to be a human from our parents and elders and adults and school systems and people around us from mainstream media. We know that the codes of our birth and the name given to us at our birth and the original templates of our entry into the human world are really beautiful places to start to understand our authentic energy before we were conditioned. And so we go to that zero point, we go to that birth portal, we go to the entry into this world in order to understand the design that our soul had for us in this lifetime, in order for us to understand the the guidance of our, our guides and what was intended for us when we were invoked and awoken into this body and into this world. So I hope it's not too loud. <laughs> there's planes and there's a lot of wind and there is a road actually not too far from where I'm sitting. So. We shall see, I suppose, um, how this all comes through. But it felt really good to just meet you all here, 
to begin with outside in nature in the forest by a river. And we began outside, right? Season one was uh, me walking around my neighborhood just talking about all of the things that I've been studying and learning about human design over the past couple of years. Season two, I brought you to my altar. We really tried to weave in some of the um, divine messages and and sit and receive and become vessels for source to pour information and energy and insights into us. And then here we sit, I'm, you know, in the middle of the trees and I invite you to really kind of feel and allow the playground to structure around you, to enliven around your aura, to build and create some space around your body and to just let the playground invite you into it in, in your own organic way, through your third eye, through your visions, through your felt sense of your multidimensionality and your ability to step out from where you are right now and travel to other places in the world. So I invite you to travel to the river and to travel into nature. And I know these natural spaces aren't always accessible to everybody. So I think as a practitioner and as somebody who you know, my, my work and, and the body of offerings that I'm created, like they're born and bred from nature, right? I, I wouldn't be able to be here sharing this space with you if I didn't take so much time for myself to immerse and bathe in the natural world. So it's the nature spirits that have allowed me to have the space and the capacity and the time to expand into my own essence and to feel the vibration of my skin and to listen to the sounds of my splenic authority. And so I wanted to let them have space with us here today. And, you know, with that, I'm <laughs> bringing my computer, my beloved computer into nature and intending to kind of ground the technologies. It's 4.44 on the clock right now. And at the same time, I'm like seeing little bugs and worms starting to crawl across my keyboard and I was just at the river and brought my bag down there and wondering how much sand I actually got in my microphone here but we do this for something bigger than ourselves right we do this for something bigger than the tech we do this for something that's greater and more profound than any of us could realize, right? Like there's a reason that we're all brought here. There's a reason I'm called to share these messages with you. And there's a reason that you were called to show up here and receive them. And so we trust in the ways and we trust in the divine directives and we trust in the, the channels of information that come through and where they guide us. So we're here in nature in season three and I am a projector really truly in my playground right now in the nature but I also want to share with you that it's not the easiest day for me today here as I'm recording this podcast in fact this particular day three years ago was the hardest day of my entire life and I didn't think that I would want to record a podcast today or do anything for my business today. I had cleared out my entire schedule to just be invited by the day and by the energy of the day as to where I was meant to go and what I was meant to do and how I was meant to step into this portal of death really is what this day has been for me for the last couple of years because this is the third year anniversary of the day that I lost my mom. So I've spent <laughs> the day in tears and in laughter and in joy and in sadness and in grief and in regret and in gratitude and in all of the emotions that one goes through when you are allowing yourself to feel the feelings of really big events in your life and really big people in your life that maybe are no longer here for one reason or another. And thank the goddess that I had a therapy session scheduled today as well, just randomly on the day so that my therapist could also show up and reflect back to me that I woke up strong today. And I haven't been able to say that the last couple of years, but this year without a mask on, without hiding who I am, which I often tend to do, hiding my emotions and just acting like someone who knows everything as I think we projectors are really good at, right? Just kind of pushing our needs aside so we can be in service to the other. 
Um, but I'm, I'm showing up here today really with that mask removed and in vulnerability, you know, and, and not wanting to pretend like I'm something I'm not, but really let this space be free to be me so that you can be free to be yourself too. And we're going to go a lot of different avenues on this podcast, but this day that I'm recording, you know, we've entered October where I am. We've entered into the fall equinox. So we're moving into a season of shedding, a season of endings, of the earth itself giving up its lushness and offering it back down into the earth, back down into the soil, back down into the, the mother. And it's an opportunity for us to get right with the seasons of change and the seasons of ending and the seasons of death and honor them and recognize them as equal spectrums of life, right? And I might have said this on a podcast before, but something someone said to me that really stuck was we often talk about life and death as these equal counterparts on separate measure, right? That life is the beginning and death is the end, but life actually holds space for death. Birth is the beginning and death is the end and life holds space for both birth and death to sit at the table. So we honor life in honoring death. We honor our livelihood by honoring that we are impermanent in many ways on this planet and that we are in transformation and evolution and in that in that change, in that transformation, in that evolution, we give up of some of ourselves, of some of our cells. We offer up parts of who we are again and again in seven year cycles in order to create the energy that allows for new life to form. So I imagine in this season that we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that are a little bit deeper and a little bit closer to death and a little bit not more real because I my intention always is to keep it really real here. But maybe just in the realm of real that many people don't really want to go. Many people don't necessarily want to touch on or talk about, you know, we like to glorify when things are beginning and when things are at their culmination and when we're at our fullness, we like to glorify this, the energies of summer, the energies of the feast. But it's important to also recognize that the other side of life, the other side of this experience of being alive is that we also are regularly ending things and letting go of things and dying and transforming and coming to life again and again and again and and we do this cycle with each and every inhale and each and every exhale we do this cycle every year that we flow through the seasons we are always in this cycle our body is always creating new and shedding old and when we can get into better relationship with that we get into better relationship with all of who we are right and you know in human design we talk a lot about like the experiment being there so we get back to our authentic energy but our authentic energy isn't just like love and light right it isn't just about the good times our authentic energy is us being able to hold all of life which means also the hard times and the grief and the death and the tears and the endings and the parts that we've as a society cast aside as not relevant or not real or not something that we need to be in space with hold space with, have a relationship with. I got a really beautiful message at the beginning of this week that I shared with my therapist today who just experienced another two deaths in her life and it hit home for her so I want to share it with you here in case it's important for your journey with death and especially for those that have been close to death. You know, it's easy to forget how precious our life is. is. It's easy to forget that death is such a natural part of this existence. And when we have an event happen to us where somebody dies, like we are in that for a while. We're really in that truth and we're resonating with 
what that means to be alive when something that is part of us, that was a part of our livelihood, is no longer here. We feel ourselves, a huge part of ourselves transition. We feel a huge part of our life transition in the loss and the death of someone that we hold close to us and being a witness to the dying of another person who for so long we've been in the witness only of their life. And so when we take those moments to forget, when we take those moments to, you know, cast death aside and take death out the back door, you know, and pretend that death is not a part of the family, we forget that death is always there and it's always ready to take something from us so it can give us something back. And death in that way is really, really alive. Like if you've been close to death, you know that there is an aliveness there that you don't touch at any other time in your life. Something new births and it's, it's just as painful as a birth. It's just as sometimes hard and challenging and there are screams and wails and cries and support is needed to bring that through just as much as that amount of support is needed to bring something out. And you realize when you're that close to death that there's really a lot of life there. There's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of clarity and there's a lot of direct knowing about who you are and what you're here to do and what's important and why. And you don't access that any other time usually unless you're going through an ego death (laughs) or witnessing somebody else's death that you're close to, that you love or that you work with right people that are death doulas and work in that realm right you're being activated by every death that you are encountering that you are witnessing holding space for and I was in a breath work and I felt death come to me and and tell me like we need a relationship And you need to call me. (laughs) Death said, you need to call me so that I don't have to come banging down your door. Right? You need to call me so that I don't have to get loud and scream at you. You need to call me so that I don't show up unexpected. And that's not to say that you start working and talking to death (laughs) and you suddenly have all of the prophetic insight of when someone's going to die and how you're going to handle it. It's not about that. It's about having the relationship with death so you understand the ceremony that it is, the ritual that it is, the energy alchemization and transformation that it is. So that when death does come to greet you, that when death does come to sit with your family, that you are familiar with it and you know why it's there and you know what it needs and you know how to commune with it. So we build a relationship with death. Just like we build a relationship with grief. And I used to see those two things as hand in hand, death and grief, but while grief is the guru that guides us, death is the doorway that it guides us through. And they're separate and they're distinct and they want to be honored as such. So yeah, we're in episode one, season three, and we're already talking about the death. (laughs) We are already talking about the endings. We are already finding our own resources here for the season ahead. So I have a few, well, I have a lot of (laughs) notes here of what I want to share with you over the next season and one of the things that I want to talk about I'll just give you some insights into where we're going but I want to talk more about the splenic authority and I don't say that in the sense of like we're going to talk about the splenic authority so that 
all of you, all of the rest of the authorities don't feel like you have a place here. I want to offer advice and wisdom from a Sweenik authority, from the authority that is really ancient, the most ancient of all of the authorities, and one that's really, really attuned to the body. Because you've seen, well, maybe you haven't, but my business is called Wellness Weaver, and that's on purpose. Because my body has been my greatest initiation. And as we move into the higher energies, as we continue on this path of ascension, as earth grows in consciousness and humans expand our capacity to hold this new consciousness in our body, we are going to be initiated into the temple of the body kingdom or queendom or spiritual palace in the in the here and now we're going to be asked to go in through the body to get to where we're going and for our body to be our greatest guide and for our body to receive the updates and the recalibrations that it needs to hold this expanse to hold this new paradigm to hold the new dimensions that we are stepping into the body is going to be really important for this spiritual conversation for any spiritual conversations that we'll have here moving forward I want to get it grounded into how we can visit and travel and take the vehicle into those other worlds while maintaining the health of our body and our well-being and understanding that if we don't have our health we have nothing If our body is not on board with what we're doing, whether that be a business that you're creating or a podcast that you're launching or a move that you're making or a relationship that you're entering into or a plant medicine journey that you're going on, your body is not going to allow you to access the great expanse of that experience that you are rightfully allowed to have, but only when all parts of yourself get to be on board with it. When your inner child that really directs a lot of what your body has to say is feeling safe and secure and taken care of and well-maintained and protected. And where that rebellious inner teenager that will, um, <laughs> that will cause some self-destructive tendencies in the body to, re- to, to, to be honored as alive and well inside of the body and recognizing that that part of you has a say too and that part of you has certain needs that need to be attended to and that part of you is allowed to call that in so we're going to talk about ways in which we can be spiritual beings offering up spiritual practices living in a multi-dimensional realm while tending to and caring for and honoring the body as the vehicle to all of it We're going to talk about some of the other modalities that I found to be really helpful um, for projectors as a projector, but then also when I'm working with projectors, just what I'm always hearing and seeing and receiving as important for us moving forward. We're going to talk about projectors in business because a lot of you have reached out saying that you like the way that we're weaving these wisdom codes about how to do business in a projector friendly way for a non-sacral type in a way that really feels right for our design feels right for our soul feels right for our human and our body and brings us success in a way that feels like we are in right exchange with the universe and I won't be sharing any of this with you from a place of I figured all this out I'm going to share this with you like on the path as I am working and weaving and wondering all of these things myself and trying to figure it out for all of us, for the world, right? The projectors have the signature of success. We are weaving new templates of success into this paradigm. And so we are really learning a brand new way of doing it. And it's important that we learn how to do it together because it requires all of us. 
That's why there's only 20% projectors in the population of the world and we're spread out all over. And we all have our own community plots that we are here to guide and advise and tend to. So it's important that all of us receive these codes, that all of us get turned on by our own soul blueprints. And what I share here, it's not going to be your answer. It's not going to be the do this, do this, do this, and you'll achieve success because that's not how it works. We know this. The only way this works is if you do it in your way, abiding by your body, following your design. We're going to touch on some topics that have to do with the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra that we're going to be in for the next, I mean, I guess probably a little bit longer than a year. Maybe a little less now that I'm thinking about it. So we're going to bring all this current, right? We're going to make or allow for these conversations to stay current with the energies that are here, to really work with the energies that are on play at the field and to allow these messages to show up in a way that weaves with what's already on the field for us. That's an important key code for us projectors and for anyone else listening, right? We have to stop searching and seeking and looking for something beyond us, outside of us. We have to get very clear about the guidance that comes from within. And we have to get very clear about the energies that are already here for us. The energies that we already have in our own bodies. Because if we are searching and seeking for energies outside of us, or doing it wrong. That's why we wait for an invitation. We let the energies come to us and we work with what we have. We weave with what we've got. We see what's right in front of us. Focused. Intensely. One-on-one. Us and the universe. Us and our guides. Us and those we are here to guide. I'm sure some other things will come through, but the last couple notes that I have here to talk about for this season is we're going to get more into seeing and seership as a projector on ways that we can see others uh, more clearly and also how we use our seeing as (laughs) self-defense or as protective mechanism so that people can't see us. I want to talk more about the kind of like dogmatic indoctrination of human design and some of these systems that tell us there's only one way to do things and we can't do things our way because I think as projectors we have to really throw that out the window. Systems can't stay systems because we're not here to put people into systems. We're here to weave systems into people, into their blueprint, their divine directives. So we can't do things like we've been doing them before. We can't use systems like everybody else uses systems. We can't be repeating the same things that came from, you know, in this example, from Ra-Uruhu, who was a manifester. We have to guide the system into its next paradigm. So I want to talk a little bit more about what I mean on that. And I want to do it soon because this actually got inspired by a comment that I had on the podcast about someone who got shamed by an HD guide for being spiritual and listening to the invitation from their guides. And I'm sure a lot of HD, you know, professionals that listen to this, if they do, or see some of my writings on Instagram, they probably think what I'm talking about is baloney. They probably would have a lot to say about how wrong I'm doing it and how off the mainstream I'm taking it. And yeah, that's what I'm here to do. I don't like to do things mainstream. I don't like to do them how they've been done before. I don't like to repeat 
patterns, behaviors, and systems that I feel are not actually serving me how they've been given to me. I want to recreate them so that they are in benefit and in benevolence to my best and highest good and the good of all beings everywhere, especially those that I'm translating and speaking and sharing these wisdom codes with. So that's where I'm going to come from. And I, of course, pulled some cards for us <laughs> because that's what we do here. That's what I do. This is my third reading today. I have already done two on the river for myself, but this one was for the projector playground and about where we need to go this month and what we need to guide. And actually, before I even get into this reading, I want to tell you all something super exciting. So I created something that feels really big and it's also, it's not huge. It's not a huge commitment. It's not a huge, um, you know, container you have to enter into. It's an offering that you can access on your own and has tools, transmissions, and guidance in it that you can use at any time. So I alluded to this before, the Projector Magic class. It'll be linked below um, in the show notes. But this, this magic class is inspired by all of the projectors that I worked with this summer. All of you who came to focus groups and seer circles. So much came through that was shared by you, shared through you, shared to me to share with you. And so I wanted to create a space where I could offer that up for us to work with and weave with and be with and rest with and sit with um, outside of your regularly scheduled live programming. And in that is one of, gosh, all of the pieces of the offering are so incredible in their own respect. But one of the things I was most excited about was a track that I made for you all to tune into some more breath work. And very specifically, some breathwork for projectors, breathwork for bitterness. (laughs) So this breathwork is there to help you alchemize the bitter energy into more authentic energy. And it's a practice that you can do every single day. It's only 20 minutes. And breathwork has been my greatest ticket to not just deconditioning, but to true spiritual renaissance and resonance and recalibration in my body and in my field. I can't guarantee what this breathwork will offer for you, what it will allow you to receive. But what I can say is that breathwork is a really, really powerful tool for clearing energies from the body, for working with some of your emotional energies and maybe some of those emotional densities that has been buried deep inside and and that maybe there hasn't been a lot of space to feel. The breath work is hyper oxygenating. It brings life force into your body and it really works on the sacral. It really works on the sacral center because that first, first breath goes deep into the belly and it pulls the energy up from there. The heart then in that second breath can alchemize and determine what is necessary, what is important for us to keep and what is necessary for us to let go. And then we exhale and we release that which we don't need anymore. And we do this for a certain amount of time. And then at the end, there is an opportunity for the most powerful rest you'll probably ever have. I think that's why I love breathwork for breathwork and energy healing. But we'll talk about just breathwork right now. Um, Yeah, breathwork for projectors is because it's an active rest practice. You have to lay down on your back. Yes, you are breathing and that's active, but you are horizontal the breath can be as slower as fast as you want it and what happens at the end of breathing that way is this rest that I've just never been able to access through any other modality not even sleep (laughs) not even sleep there's something about this breath that allows for this ultimate relaxation where the mind just allows the body to rest into the ground and be received by the energies of the earth and to come into a place of supreme neutrality. So that's included in the projector magic class. I'll talk more about the different offerings there, but I'm really excited about it. And I just wanted to make sure that I didn't let you go before I shared that with you here. And then one other thing I'm super excited about, this is actually what I was going to say, but then realized I needed to share more about the projector magic class 
is that I had a really incredible um, Akashic Records reading from a magical soul that I met in a very magical way. And they one day got inspired to go into the Akashic Records and receive a message for projectors. So this was about a month ago, maybe, that they went in and they sent it to me with no expectations. They wanted to just support us and help us and they they listen this person listens to the projector playground though he's a manifesting generator but his partner is a projector and his partner has been in the seer circles with us so I really trust him and I trust that he is wanting to understand the projector in our projector way and meet the projector where the projector is at so I'm excited because I'm going to share this this message with you all and then I'll be also kind of weaving in my own guidance from there. So we got an Akashic Records reading on the Projector Playground this season and he's offering that up to all of us for free. So it's really generous and I'm excited to share the message with you because it's really profound. Okay, so the cards we pulled. So the, the first message that the guides want us to really work with this season in the projector playground and so when I say this like that this is what we're going to work in 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 the in the podcast what I'm really like attuning us to is like this is what projectors are going to be working on in the field over the next couple months between this equinox and the next solstice that this is what I can't say all projectors I don't want to project that out there but what um those that are attuned to this space what what the guides really want us to be focusing on over the next three months and the main thing was for us to be really tuning into and getting very clear about what our truth is so the card specifically is alluding to this archetypal essence of truth the truth that has its own sound and its own resonance and that comes from a part inside of you that is true because it is authentic and real and grounded in your highest truth in the truth that's beyond your ego beyond the mind but is connected to the truth of who you are as a being as a soul as a nature spirit So we're going to be talking about things that are alluding to more truth. And I think we're already getting into it, right? We've already talked about death on this podcast today. We've already talked about us building better relationships with the spirit of death and calling up death so it doesn't have to come banging down on our door. So that's some truth that we're not necessarily wanting to hear, but it's truth that is something that we need to hear so we're going to be having some need to hear truths on the podcast and we're going to be guided into ways to access even more of our own truth and in that be able to trust ourselves and what's coming through us even more because as the guides and the seers and the energy weavers if we are not resonating ultimate truth if we are not in a vibration of truth, if we are not speaking from the essence of truth, our guidance isn't going to be received from the place that connects us with, with God, with spirit, with the truth of the universe. And that's what I want more than anything for projectors is to be in relationship with the spirit if nothing else of yourself right spirit means uh, breath when you break down spiritual from the latin from the the latin language where our our language comes from the word spiritual breaks down to spiritus which actually means breath so if you can't connect with spirit in the way that i like to talk about spirit can we be connected with our breath can we feel the truth of our breath and the truth of our life moving in and out of our body always and all of the ways and can our advice and our guidance and our seership be resonated from that eternal truth from that connection to our spirit to our source to our guides and guardians and allies and one of part three of the projector magic class we talk about ways to be a guide and stay connected to god ways to serve god as our 
projector guidance. So if you want to go deeper into that topic, I would recommend to check that out. The second message that the projector playground is going to have for us or the second piece that we're going to be working on over these next couple months is the archetype of the bridge worker and acting as a bridge between we shall see but here I am right now in nature I'm hoping to bridge the gap between you and the natural world I'm hoping to create a bridge <laughs> for you to access the trees for you to access the river for you to access all of these sounds and these beings and these spirits that are around me right I'm hoping that the projector playground season three gets to be a bridge to our next chapter or a bridge to our truth or a bridge to our source or a bridge to the guides or a bridge to the playground and what it means to be a bridge worker and to be walking between dimensions and to be holding the doors open and being a gatekeeper between this realm and the next as a spiritual seer. And the final message that we're going to be working with is this energy of finding our way home. And what I mean by that is this kind of call to arms that I feel like we've all been receiving, projector or not, to come back to our original timelines, our original destiny codes, our organic source-coded relationships. And I see this like happening on the field with so many people being called to move, moving to a new place or to, new, to a new house or to a new job. I'm seeing so many people that are like finding these divine unions where these relationships are invoking, invoking and awakening something in them where I see all of themselves are getting to, getting to be here. It's like we find these counterparts in the other, this perfect divine union between us and the other, between the spectrums of our humanity, between we can say masculine and feminine, light and dark, between the polarities of this universe, of this reality that we live in. And we're finding the person that's on the perfect side of the spectrum where we get to be in full union and experience all of it. So some people that are already in, in relationships like me, like I'm rekindling this union in my relationship. It feels new. And then others, you know, over the last year, I've just seen people just falling into place with their divine partners, with their twin flames, with their soulmates, with their other, with their perfect other that allows all of them to finally get to be here, all of them to finally come online. And I'm seeing this with places too. Like we're being called to travel, visit, but also move to places where we can bring all of ourselves online or we can bring all of ourselves into current time. So for example, like I've been called, actually I'm not going to make this personal, but for those of you that are feeling called to go somewhere and maybe it's somewhere that doesn't totally make sense or that doesn't totally fit into what you thought your vision of your future was supposed to look like but let me tell you that where you're being called you're going to collect more of yourself whether that's from people that still hold a frozen picture of you from a past lifetime or from who you were 10 20 years ago or who you were before 2020 let's just say that lifetime whether it's recalling energy from certain traumatic situations that happened there again in this lifetime or others. It's like wherever we're being called and whoever we're being called to right now in this reorientation and these shifts and these changes, it's calling all of us to come back online, calling all of us to be here, bringing all of our energy into current time so that we have access to all of our life force for where we are going. And so that all of us gets to be in our body as we cross the threshold into the new world that is being birthed through our beings. 
all of us gets to go where we're going. And even if you're in a time where you see yourself walking towards a time where things feel sparse and maybe you don't see the same resources there for you that maybe you've had before, maybe things just, it, maybe it just doesn't feel like the oasis that you were walking towards, but it's like the desert that we walk through to get to the oasis. It's like the trails that we have to climb to get to the other side of the mountain to get that view that we're all looking to receive so we're going to talk about that (laughs) we're going to talk about bringing more of ourselves into current time we're going to talk about bringing more of our energy online bringing more of us to the table we're going to talk about what that means and where we're being called and how we can find ourselves there find even more of ourselves there find even more of ourselves through the people that we're meant to meet there and the people that are meant to take us there so I'm really excited for us for the season ahead I'm really excited for the projector collective consciousness because every time we do this more of our collective consciousness gains more codes more energy, more insights, more guidance. And I want that for all of us, for every single one of you listening here. So with that, I will go ahead and close us out. Thank you so much for joining me in this space today and for taking the time to play on the projector playground the psychedelic playgrounds (laughs) it's an honor to be weaving this space with you it's an honor to have you all joining me here in the forest by the river on this glorious fall day and thank you for sitting with me on a day that has been in the past couple years really really challenging it feels really good to know that we can show up no matter where we're at in the game no matter what we're feeling or what we look like or what emotions are moving through us I personally need a lot more of that a lot more permission to just show up how and where I'm at so I thank you for allowing that today and I hope that you also get to receive that from this transmission too all right projectors I'll see you next time bye for now